0: Hi, Scalable Investors. Today we have with us Trevor McGregor. Trevor is the leading force behind well-known names in real estate such as Joe Fairless and others. He's basically a high-performance master coach with over 25,000 hours of coaching under his belt. He worked with the Tony Robbins Group for over 10 years before starting his own practice and now works with Again, high-level real estate investors, entrepreneurs, world-class athletes, and even Fortune 500 executives. And he's also an active real estate investor, investing in multifamily, self-storage, and even hemp farms in Colorado. So, Trevor, how are you
1: doing today? I'm doing well, Mason. Thanks for having me on.
0: Sure. Well, very excited to have you. So, let's uh, get into things. Like, why don't you just tell us a little bit about? what clients are typically struggling with when you first start working with them? Like, what are some common denominators?
1: Well, absolutely. And I guess to back up a little bit, I mean, I've been blessed to uh, have had an insider's perspective on, you know, what really causes people to fail in many aspects of business, whether they are, you know, uh, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, real estate investors, um, franchise owners, doctors, lawyers. I mean, you know, even some of my fortune 500 VPs, don't always get to the outcome they want and after working with and for Tony Robbins for half a decade and me doing now 25,000 coaching calls that's an actual statistic I feel I've got a pretty unique perspective on you know what allows people to fail and what allows them to achieve success and as I uh, as I've learned that I've taken a look at my own journey too and you know there were times where I struggled in business and there are times where I've hit home runs as well so I think what I'm about to share with you and the listener will uh, probably land with anybody that's ever attempted to, you know, go to the next level. That is, could be in real estate, could be in business, could be in, in relationships, could be anything. And, you know, I call them the five to thrive. That is, if you really want to understand how to scale in business and life, there's five things that typically hold people back. And really, Mason, the first one is what I call, you know, a lack of a strategic plan. I mean, if you don't, you know, set the goal and then reverse engineer that goal with a step-by-step plan to get there, um, you know what, you're fooling yourself. So the very first thing that I see, and I'm sure you can speak to this, is you got to know the end result, and then you want to reverse engineer a plan that starts moving you towards that. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah. So that takes us to number two, and number two is really what I call, you know, limiting beliefs because again we can have a great plan but if we don't clear those cobwebs between our two ears that it's going to be hard or it's going to take a long time or i don't have enough capital or i don't have the right partner you know that can defeat someone right out of the gate so what i do is once we get an idea of where they want to go we start to see you know what are some of the roadblocks or obstacles that might prevent them psychology wise from getting there does that resonate
0: yeah absolutely
1: You bet. The third one, and I'm sure that you'll find this is common for yourself or other people that you work with, is you know, lack of taking massive action. That is, you know, we can have the plan, we can get rid of limiting beliefs, but man, if you're not out there taking what I call intelligent and inspired action, again, you're not going to get to your outcome. So those are the real core of the three. But I find that in the five to thrive, there's two other things that really, you know, factor in as well. Does that make sense?
0: I'm following
1: you, yeah. Yeah, you're following good. Because uh, number four, I think, is uh, probably familiar to everybody on the planet. And that is poor time management. I mean, we've all been given you know, a unique opportunity to work within a, a context of what's called 168 hours a week. Because you've got 168 hours in your week. I got 168 hours in my week. You know, Tony Robbins has them. Oprah Winfrey has them. Joe Fairless has them. But what are you doing with that time? Now, of course, we're going to sleep for some of that. We're going to eat, pay the bills, you know, spend time with family. But what are you doing to your dedicated real estate time? Or what are you doing to your dedicated business time? And I find that, you know, most people really don't understand productivity. Most people don't understand that there is a way of doing things in the right order at the right times for the right reasons, but they don't really think about it. They just do busy work. And that's something that I see holds a lot of people back.
0: Yeah, I think we can all relate to that. That makes a lot of sense.
1: Absolutely. And then number five, the final one, is really what I call a lack of accountability. I mean, if you don't have somebody holding your feet to the fire, you know, making sure that you do what you say you're going to do, the path of least resistance kicks in, and you find yourself, you know, on the couch watching Netflix. So, of course, you know, at the end of the day, I don't mind watching a little bit of Netflix, but, you know, my coach, my boss, Tony Robbins, calls the television, you know, the electronic income reducer, right? Because it doesn't make us money. It can entertain us. But at the end of the day, you know, if you want to be a real estate investor, an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, a business owner, or you want to achieve phenomenal levels of success, those five to thrive things are really what I support people in making sure that we don't run into those roadblocks, those obstacles or anything like that. Does that resonate with you?
0: Oh, yeah. Okay, so why don't we go into a little more detail? How do you really team up with your clients and help them to achieve these things and overcome these five common obstacles?
1: Yeah, well, again, as a master coach, you know, at the level I'm at now, I work with predominantly anybody, but my favorite people to work with are real estate investors, kind of like Joe Fairless, or you know, maybe you know Andrew Campbell from Wildhorn Capital or you know, maybe, you know, Danny Randazzo from PassiveInvesting.com. These are all guys that have, I guess, a level of professionalism, you know, in corporate behind them. Joe was in the advertising business. Um, Andrew, you know, did his corporate gig. Danny worked for Deloitte & Touche for a number of years. And then you get to that point in life where you decide, man, am I going to stay with corporate or am I going to burn the boats and go, you know, step into my my, my identity of an entrepreneur or a real estate investor and do that full time. So when these guys come to me, you know, it's generally through word of mouth or they generally hear me on a podcast. They generally find me, you know, on a stage somewhere in the world speaking because I do a lot of real estate, you know, events where they might be in the U S they might be in Canada. uh, They might be in, you know, the UK I've spoken on stages as far away as Australia. Because at the end of the day, people come to me because they're professionals who are already achieving some success, but they know that there's another level. It's like, why be good at real estate when you could be great? Or maybe they're already great. Why be great when you could be outstanding? Or why just stay at outstanding when you can go to the top level? Something that I believe Joe Fairless has, and I'm blessed to have been Joe's coach and still am since 2013. I mean, I knew Joe before he even owned any apartment buildings. I knew Joe before any of the books. I knew Joe before his podcast. I knew Joe before the conferences. Right. But Joe was one of those guys that I knew didn't want to be good, great or outstanding. He wanted to be extraordinary or what I like to call extra ordinary. And so when you get a guy like Joe, that's hungry, you get a guy like Joe that's passionate about real estate I mean, the sky's the limit. And, you know, I'm blessed to be able to say that Joe has just, you know, conquered, you know, the $1 billion mark in assets under management. He's got 10,000 doors and him and his partner, Frank with Ashcroft aren't stopping anytime soon. They're going to set the next goal and they're going to keep moving towards it. So, you know, for a lot of your listeners, that might sound like a tall order or a big number, but again, you know, you got to start somewhere. And usually that's usually in single family small multifamily, then you move up to larger multifamily, you start doing syndications. But I'm telling you, for the committed, there's always a way. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I think so. And, and something I was actually reading the other day from Tony Robbins was things in the short term might really seem impossible, but as long as you persist in the long term, anything can really become possible. So I think you're well, I love- like hitting the surface on that.
1: Yeah, I love that, Mason. And Tony's absolutely spot on. In fact, one of his famous quotes is people overestimate what they can do in a single year, but they underestimate what they can do in two or three or five years, right? So people usually set a pretty lofty goal and then don't get enough traction en route to hitting it in a first year. But man, if they just kept going, you know, first year, second year, third year, I mean, look at what Joe's done since 2013. I mean, it's been seven years and, you know, to acquire 10,000 doors and hit a billion under assets managed, have a killer podcast, three books, and some world-class conferences, you know, that certainly wasn't done in a span of 365 days, was it?
0: Yeah. It all takes time. You have to start somewhere. And I think even in his, one of his books, he talks about, he didn't create a a podcast and a blog and the conference and everything all at once. It was one step at a time, one piece of the larger puzzle in the picture.
1: Spot on. Yeah, you're absolutely spot on. And, you know, I've been blessed to have a front row seat to all of it. So it's been amazing to watch him. It's been amazing to watch a lot of my clients. And again, they're not just in multifamily, right? I've got clients that are literally in, you know, assisted living, some are in self storage, uh, mobile home parks, um, some just buy notes. I mean, some just absolutely are totally into construction some are into workforce housing. And so what's been really cool over the last several years is not only have I been able to coach them, but I've been able to invest alongside them. So where I don't typically invest with just anybody, where there's a really unique opportunity to perhaps put some money into some deals, um, I've had a a beautiful opportunity to, you know, diversify my portfolio by going into multifamily, going into self-storage, right? Going into, you know, like you mentioned in the bio, Uh, with Wildhorn Capital and and some of the folks over there, you know, we entered into a syndication where we bought a 1900 acre hemp farm in Colorado with water rights last year. Not typically something I do on my own, but where you're seeing, you know, people in their zone of genius and different opportunities come up. Um, It's been a really fun way to deploy some capital and uh, learn along the way as well. And my wife and I are also impact investors and we really believe in You know, the fundamentals of investing both in our country of Canada, because we live in Vancouver, Canada, we invest throughout the US, Texas, you know, Florida, North Carolina, Nashville, Memphis, I mean, you name it. But we also invest outside of North America, we've got some stuff going on in Costa Rica, with some luxury resorts. And we also invest in a, a modular home building company in Australia. So again, it's a really unique opportunity to meet new people travel the world, you know, and take a look at real estate from a totally different perspective.
0: Okay. So when you say impact investing, I can imagine setting up schools, for example, or doing a variety of other things. What exactly have you been doing?
1: Yeah. Impact investing is where we're investing in projects like, you know, where instead of it being profit first, it's literally people and the planet prior to profit. So that could be some technology in, you know, hydrogen fuel buses. Um, That could be some technology with solar. That could be some technology in some of the latest and greatest healthcare and AI things that are coming up. Um, My wife just wrote a phenomenal, phenomenal children's book, to be honest, where it's called An Alphabet for a New Humanity. And we're using that as a vehicle to, you know, share with kids and parents alike. It's all beautifully illustrated. It's a hardcover book where instead of teaching kids that A is for apple and B is for boy and C is for cat and D is for dog, she was inspired one day. She was walking on the beach and she says, there's got to be a better way to start instilling values into the minds of children. And she came up with this idea to rewrite the alphabet where A is for abundance and B is for bravery and C is for compassion and D is for diversity and E is for empathy. And it goes on and on. And Mason, I think at the time we're recording this podcast, there's never been a better time for people to teach those kids those types of words. Um, There's a whole school curriculum that goes along with the book. There's posters, there's flashcards, there's t-shirts. It's really turned into quite a cool brand. And we're giving a massive proceed of each book sold to charity. And we're also planting a tree for every book sold. So it's really a powerful way to go out there and do some good in the world.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's that convinces me. That's the impact investor right there. Yes. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Okay. So I'm just thinking some people may suffer from the a, a, a shiny object syndrome where they're they're jumping around to a lot of different things because everything seems like an excellent opportunity and they don't really have a clear vision and maybe aren't able to prioritize that. So For our listeners, how do you think, what is the best way to really gain that clarity and really start to, you know, see real progress on their long-term goals and vision?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. And a lot of people get stuck. And what we always do is we take them back to, you know, what are you passionate about? You know, what interests you? You know, and if you take the context of real estate, are you somebody that likes to go out there and find deals? Like, are you a hunter? Or are you somebody that likes to you know, sit behind the computer and underwrite deals? Or are you somebody that likes to go out there and raise capital and literally be the face that's going out there and raising the money that's going to allow this stuff to unfold? Or perhaps you're an asset manager. Maybe you're really good at running an asset. So I guess at the end of the day, we try to match people up with not only what are they interested in, but what are they passionate about? What do they go out hungry to go out there and do every day? And what's something that they do where... They can monetize it as well because we really believe that where there's passion, where there's hunger, you know, that you can monetize it because money is simply the byproduct of what it is that you do, and the more value you give to something, the more income that flows from it. So, it's really a combination of a bunch of those things. Um, we obviously use different strengths finder, you know, uh, programs. We use disc and values programs to really elicit illicit, you know, the DISC, which is D-I-S-C, which is how do they tend to show up every day, whereas the values portion is why, why do they think and behave the way they do? So at the end of the day, I guess there's a whole, you know, toolbox that helps us really plug people into uh, what they're meant to do and what they can monetize from doing it.
0: Okay. Yeah, I actually heard the other day, someone was using DISC to screen all potential employees. Are you familiar with that?
1: Very familiar. In fact, I've done probably close to 5,000 disc reviews myself. Whether those are, you know, clients for the company that I grew up with in corporate, to you know somebody that Joe Fairless is going to bring on, to a lot of the people that are looking to hire and they want to run someone's disc profile <laughs> past me, because disc is a very, very good indicator of, you know, who's a real driver. That's what the D is for. You know, the I in disc really speaks to you being a people person. And then the SCs, we kind of lump those together as a little bit more methodical. They're almost the step-by-step process-oriented or process-oriented people that literally, you know, really crave a recipe or a roadmap or a blueprint. So, you know, it's, it's not gospel, Mason, but I can tell you it really does speak to really how people tend to think and behave and how you tend to think and behave. You know, when you think about something like a business partnership, if you were going into partnership with another investor, you know, and you were, you know, both SCs, you might, you know, not honor each other with having different, you know, capabilities. So what we always try to do is, you know, match people up. Maybe you have a high DI with a high SC and there way we've got a, a completely new skill set that covers all parameters. So it could be something that's very helpful in really, you know, the HR process, the partnering process. And um, yeah, you can read a lot into that.
0: Okay, Do you know the the best resource for getting that? Or is that just as simple as Google and you can find tons of resources on it?
1: Yeah, Google is your best friend. I mean, if you want to find anything I'm talking about, whether it's a Tony Robbins quote, something about Joe Fairless, something about me. um, Yeah, the best thing is, is to Google it. Now, if you were to go to the Tony Robbins website, which is TonyRobbins.com, you can actually take your very own disc and values uh, assessment. It'll cost you a few bucks, but it's relatively inexpensive. And it'll spit out a full report and let people know what their, you know, natural disc is. That's how they tend to show up every day. It's also got an adaptive score, which is how they tend to show up under pressure or when they feel they're being observed. And then the values portion is really powerful because it'll talk about, you know, are you driven by aesthetics? Are you driven by income? Are you driven by power? Are you driven, you know, from a theoretical standpoint? So, um, that's what. that's one place they could definitely find that, that as well.
0: Okay. That makes sense. So say someone's starting to get some traction and success in real estate, but they are still hitting a ceiling. What do you really think is preventing people from being wildly successful? Like beyond just those five common obstacles that we already discussed. Absolutely.
1: Beginning? Yeah. It's, 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 It's really what I do for a living. It's understanding the human psychology and the human condition. And to be honest, there's only really, you know, three things that are going on that are preventing them from getting where they want to go. So if they keep trying and they keep hitting a ceiling or they keep trying and they can't find a deal or they keep trying and they can't raise capital, or maybe they're struggling with their property managers or their general contractors, you know, and this comes from the man, the myth, the legend, Tony Robbins, where, He says that there are three words that start with the letter S as in superhero that they are not understanding or doing. And the first S is what we call their state management and state management really refers to their focus. And unfortunately most people are focused on what they don't want instead of what they do want. Right. And you'll hear it in America all the time. People say, well, I don't want to be broke. I don't want to be fat and I don't want to be lonely right? Well, where focus goes, energy flows. You want to say, well, I want to be abundant. I want to be healthy and I want to be in great relationships. So we always check in first thing with where's their focus? Because if their focus is off, they're not going to get to their outcome. The second thing we talk about or the second S is their story. Now Mason, their story is really their identity. It's how they're viewing themselves. So if they view themselves as a rookie investor, and they pick up the phone and they talk to a broker, like a rookie investor, You know, maybe the broker's not gonna take them too seriously. That's why we say that when you're getting into real estate, oftentimes it can be best to partner up with someone who's already got some credibility or already got some contacts that you can piggyback off of because if your identity is, well, nobody's gonna raise capital or give me their capital, nobody's gonna do a deal with me, nobody's gonna take me serious, oftentimes that's where a lot of people bump up. So if it's not their state or their story, which is their focus and their identity, the third and final one is their strategy. That means that what they're attempting to do, what they're doing is not working. So sometimes they'll keep doing it and doing it and doing it, and then they'll get frustrated and quit. Well, if that's happening to the listener, they got to stop They got to take stock of, okay, well, what is working? What's not working? And then they've got to seek guidance to figure out, you know, what to do next. Because there's a great quote from Napoleon Hills that says, there is no failure. There's only feedback. And as investors, we get a lot of feedback. As business owners, we get a lot of feedback. And it's not that we've failed. It's just that we've learned what doesn't work. So sometimes we got to go back and retool. Sometimes we got to find a coach sometimes we got to find a mentor, sometimes we got to take an underwriting course. Um, But at the end of the day, that's where that intelligent and inspired action comes into play. Because again, most people quit and they quit right before they could have had the deal. They quit right before the investor was going to say yes. They quit right before they figure out that one part of the the underwriting that could have made that deal, you know, a sweet deal. And so as I Sit and look at people. And again, I don't just coach people in the US. I coach people in the UK, in Italy, in Asia, New Zealand, Australia. This is universal. So it doesn't matter if you're a new investor. doesn't matter if you're an intermediate investor. doesn't matter if you're a professional, you know, like Joe trying to get to the next level. These are often things that you guys all need to check in with and ask, how am I showing up in my state? How am I showing up in my story? And, you know, let's check in with my strategy. Is it helping me or hindering me? And if you keep doing that day in, day out, you will absolutely make progress to where you want to go.
0: That makes sense. It's really important to to sharpen the saw and not just beat your head against the wall. (laughs) Uh, I've I've actually heard in the, the world of online marketing where if there's a change in Google's algorithm, previously people just, Do their old strategy even more, just multiply it, and it just doesn't work. They fall in the rankings and they can really be applied to anything, real estate investing or other things. So
1: spot on. Absolutely true. It's really true. And your career, your finances, your relationships, your health, your fulfillment. I mean, you know, and, and I guess, you know, there's a there's an absolute understanding that. You know what, we've always got to be learning. We've always got to be growing. We've always got to be contributing because at the end of the day, you can't just sit still and do nothing. You got to get out there and literally learn and apply it, right? Rather than just learn it. Because a lot of people say, well, I read books, I listen to podcasts, but I haven't been able to get a deal yet. Well, it's not just that you learn it from books and podcasts, it's that you take action on it. Because I'll give you an example. If it was just the information alone, Every librarian in the U.S. would be a multimillionaire, and they're not because it's not the information. It's the application of the information that's important. Would you agree?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of people get stuck in this perpetual learner mode, and for whatever reason, maybe fears or other reasons, they get stuck and don't really get exactly. outside.
1: It's huge. It's huge, and then it becomes a, you know, like a rabbit wheel or a hamster wheel that they're stuck on. And literally they go nowhere.
0: Definitely. And I think for, for a lot of us, it's also, that's the reason why we want to achieve financial freedom is because when you're working that nine to five, you're still on that hamster wheel. And it's, it's initially scary, of course, to try to, to do things outside of your day job and try to build your own stream of income so that you can you know be job optionable and not have to rely on that. But well, that's it. And, and I know
1: you, you and I have talked about that intimately because we've spoken, you know, before this recording and, you know, it's fascinating because some people, you know, they hang on in corporate, hang on in corporate because of the almighty paycheck or the security or the health benefits, which are important. Don't get me wrong, but really when you think about it, you know, you're making other people rich rather than making yourself rich. And that's okay for some people, but it's just not okay for everyone. And you know, to be completely transparent with the listener. I mean, I worked in corporate until my early forties. I mean, I kept in corporate for a very long time. Now I was doing a little bit of real estate and a little bit of coaching part time, but it wasn't until I kind of, you know, cut the ties to the corporate stuff where man, things just took off, you know, started working with Tony Robbins, started to buy more real estate, started to get into multifamily, started to get into self storage, Um, you know, things can really explode. And that's where I think it gets fun because you start to learn how to optimize and maximize. That is, instead of just doing one deal once in a while, you start, you know, setting your goals and then reverse engineering those goals and how to make that stuff happen. And once you get some momentum, I mean, you know, the old saying, momentum breeds momentum and you start to get on a bit of a roll. And that's where you can really, you know, kind of skyrocket your results.
0: I definitely. I think it was um, the the power of habit. Where he's talking about that this momentum and if, if you do little things every day, it just accumulates and snowballs, and it, it's really yeah. important. Yeah. Okay. Well, this has all been really helpful. I think that we've hit on most of the major points I wanted to discuss today. But I think it's uh, really important, as you said, to reverse engineer the end goal to want to meet and also being super clear on your strategy, making that, like you said, the intelligent action. You don't just want to take any action. <laughs> and also, I'm going to keep that in my back pocket. The, the TV is the electronic income producer. <laughs> I want to tell my wife that and <laughs> see how she looks.
1: Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny. People laugh at that all the time, but it's really, really true. And I don't know if you know this statistic, but the average American watches 36 hours of television a week which is crazy when you think about it when, man, if they just cut that in half and started a home-based business or an e-commerce site or you know, started to go to real estate meetups or attend online summits to learn more about real estate. I mean, I really do believe that people have to participate in their own rescue and the first step to doing that is minimizing the television or minimizing surfing Facebook um, and really you know, getting crystal clear on what you want and why you want it.
0: Okay. Excellent. So what's the best way for our listeners to get in touch with you if they want to learn more about what you're doing?
1: Absolutely. It's really easy to you know, find me. You can either go to my website, which is www.trevormcgregor.com. Um, or to make it even easier for anyone that's really serious about potentially doing some coaching together, um, there's a bit of an application process But the easiest way to get that ball rolling is to just go to www.coachwithtrevor.com. That's C-O-A-C-H, coachwithtrevor.com. Fill out your details, you know, and um, that'll, you know, find its way into my inbox. And then we'll set up a one-to-one private call. It's complimentary. But again, it's only for people that are at that place where they know that they're really looking to get some kind of coaching structure to help elevate their game.
0: Okay, fair enough. Well, again, thank you very much, Trevor, for coming on and hope to do it again soon. Thank you for having me on Mason and keep up the great work. Will do, thanks.